This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Thank you for that warm welcome. We never thank the uh, the, the 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 introducer, Morgan Freeman. Uh, nobody says thank you anymore. That's an old intro now. Does anybody remember the time I tried to change the intro? That, that didn't go well. Talk about a failed experiment. I think we lost like half the audience with that brilliant move. Talk about the most unpopular thing I've ever done. We did end up with a new outro out of that, though, which uh, was provided from uh, Chris in Oregon, his son's band, a little clip there. And it's worked out beautifully. I, a few times I've listened back to that, I'm like, I don't think I would change a thing about this outro. Just kind of hit it. And the intro, it's been around so long now, it's kind of like nostalgic at this point. I'm going to start, maybe that's what I need to do. The nostalgic Christopher Scott show. Boom! Can you say chop chart, chop charts, top charts? Say top charts 10 times fast. Top charts, top, 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 top charts. Eventually, you're going to say chop charts. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing we're leading into the holiday. I think I need the break. Are we going to continue the podcast? I don't know. You know, one year I did the story of Thanksgiving. I think that was fun. Maybe I'll resurrect that. That was a good one. I think I will. Uh, so anyway, here we are on the on the eve of the holiday. And, uh, you know, I hate to be too dark, but this story needs to be told. It really does. It's a true story. Maybe you heard about it. It's a very recent. And uh, I'm going to get into the gory details of it a little bit. You heard me talking about this idea, uh, this uh, uh, parable. Uh, what, what are they called? The scorpion and the frog. What's the parable? Uh, not rhymes. Ugh. Well, anyway, kids' lessons by the Greek philosopher, right? Something like that. I can't remember the details right now. I'm thinking about turkey. I think we're having stuffing. I, mean, I can't remember the last time I had good stuffing. I love stuffing. So I'm not really focused. Scorp- Aesop's t- uh, fables. That's what. There you go. How's that? Aesop's fables, the scorpion and the frog. You've heard me talk about this, this idea that there's scorpions around us. It's just a reality. People that will fool us. But this story that I'm about to tell you is much worse than that even. Even more sinister than the scorpion. The scorpion killed the frog and that was horrific. This is more horrific than that. You say, how can it be more horrific? The frog died. And you got to hear the story because this is no frog, my friend. This young lady, I'm pretty sure she was 25 years old. I think my son is 24, something like that. Uh, so in that same age group. Well, his girlfriend's 26. So no, My son's 23. Did I turn 24 after I was down there? Yeah, he's 24. Thank you. His girlfriend's 26. So this young lady was right in between my son and his girlfriend, 25 years old. So I guess in that regard, it hits a little home, a little close to home. Happened to be uh, a black girl, okay? And uh, uh, she's from North Carolina. And she went on a trip to Mexico, Cabo, Los Cabos, Mexico. 
North Carolina woman, black girl, goes on a trip with her uh, some black friends. I didn't see any. We didn't see all the friends. I actually only saw the one, really. Um, but presumably it was a, a group of, of black friends. I don't know why I'm presuming that. I could be wrong. The other character was black, so whatever. It, it wasn't a racial thing to get that out of the way. Um, they go to Los Cabos. Now, I've been to Los Cabos, Mexico. It's at the tip of Baja. If you've never been there, it's a really great time. People, eat, There's a lot of drinking that goes on. And there's like a shady side of Cabo that I really couldn't speak of. Los Cabos is Sammy Hagar's cantina. Anybody familiar with this? No. It's a lot of money that goes down there from California. You get down there, there's all these like multi-million dollar yachts lined up at this this harbor. And then like you literally step 10 feet away and people are living in just complete squalor. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. She goes, and it's a great place to vacation, though. Uh, it was probably 15 years ago now that I was at least, uh, but it was a good time. It was a really good time. And I was there on a business trip, and we turned it into a kind of a fun state. It was a great time. It really went whale watching. It was phenomenal. Best whale watching, I think, anywhere in the world there, if you're into that. And so this young lady, she goes down to Alaska. Great time, right? Presumably, she, her family maybe had a little bit of money. I don't know that you need a lot of money to go to Los Cabos, but um, I don't think it's cheap to get there and be there generally, but I could be wrong about that. But I'm guessing she had to have a little bit of money, 25 years old, going to Los Cabos. You know, that's saying something. So she goes on this trip with her friends. This is fun. This is supposed to be fun, right? They can have a good time. And so... They have this video, and in the video, this young lady, 25 years old from North Carolina, is getting beat up viciously by this other black woman. Uh, you know, my first, you know, was it racial? Uh, was it uh, gay lovers? I did not see any direct evidence of that. Um, there's a male who films this going on. And the the woman is just pummeling this woman. There's no evidence that the woman who was attacked, no evidence that she ever even got a punch in or ever even tried to defend herself. At which her father said she's not a fighter. Well, in the video, this woman's beating on her some I thought I read that she was naked in the in the video, but the, I, don't, I don't think so. I think they were everybody was dressed, and she falls to the ground, and the woman's um, beating on her some more, and there's a, a man filming this going on. So while she's getting wailed on, and he says, uh, "Can't you even defend yourself?" And she says no and passes out. She was dead. Fifteen minutes later, I guess, an ambulance came. The so-called friends called her mom and said she died of alcohol poisoning. Um, But their stories weren't adding up, and the mom was immediately suspicious. And then this video comes out. I don't know how the video comes out. 
maybe the police showed up and 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 got into the phones maybe i don't know but just imagine the 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 parents the mother was being interviewed you know i don't know who these people are or anything like that um but their daughter's 25 years old right and i mean they just seemed all completely normal you know whatever that means to me normal to me and maybe not normal to you well-spoken, well-dressed. Like I said, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, they have at least a little bit of money that the daughter was able to do this, uh, you know, some level of uh, affluence, to get viciously beat to death by people who said they were her friends that were taking her on this trip. I really wonder, you know, if we talk to the woman who did the beating, um, you know, what justification would she offer? Did she flirt with her man? Was she disrespectful? All indications are, though, that this, this young lady had no idea what she stepped into. Just blindsided. Can't you even defend yourself? No. And they keep beating on her. I don't get it. I don't get it. What justification is there? Talk about the scorpion and the frog. Go with us to Los Cabos. We're going to have a good time. And she didn't even know that she was carrying the scorpion. This uh, sinister, premeditated conspiracy, betrayal, and violence. What does it say about us? Even hyenas are less evil. That you would conjure this up. Think about the people involved in this a second. If I came to you as your friend and I said, hey, I got an idea. How about if we grab Joey Bag of Donuts and we invite him over and I'm going to start beating on him. We're going to teach him a lesson. That was the other thing I wanted to ask these people. How did you expect to see the rest of the trip go, would you say? What did you expect to be the outcome of that? Is there more to the story? What would have prompted this young lady to walk into the room like that? I, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be more to come out. How do you justify, oh, oh, well, she did that. She deserved it? What? Animals don't even think in those terms. Not even the hyena, the pack animals. This is like a pack animal, pack humans. And then the boldness to tape it. That's the most horrific part to me. I can't. I couldn't even watch it to be honest with you. I cut it off. I'm like, I, I really can't. You can't unsee it. Seems to be something that happens more frequently now, including young kids. Where's this coming from? It scares the hell out of me. Can't trust anybody. You know, I'm cynical as all get out. My my kids. We're going to talk about that. They're not cynical like me. They didn't grow up the same way.
How do they justify this? These just beating on this young girl like this. They say, oh, we didn't mean to kill her. Look at the way you were beaten on. They broke her neck, by the way. How's that as a way to die, by the way? You think guns are bad? You think having a gun to defend yourself that people wouldn't try that, would they? I bring this up because, you know, these types of people that were in that room filming this and participating. I believe there was other people there, by the way. I I can't verify that. But, um, and and I started to say, you know, if I came to you and I said, hey, I'm going to suggest this idea that we're going to lure somebody in. What would you say to me? You know what? Hey, let me go get Bill. (laughs) Well, apparently there there are people out there that, that are like that. Only, only mildly scary to me. I mean, if somebody came to me, like I'd be like, hey, listen, I'm going to turn you into the police. I would just be real upfront about it. I really would. Either way, I can't envision myself getting caught up in that scenario anytime soon. But you know what I'm saying? What would you think if somebody that comes up to somebody and the other person's like, okay, no, hold on, let me tape it. Let me videotape it so we've got a record of it. Uh, stupid? Uh, times 10? What could you say? Going to do it in a hotel room where there's no chance of covering up any evidence. Whatever. Good thing I guess they are so foolish. At least maybe there's a, some small chance that justice will be served. Now the parents got to deal with the Mexican police. Can you believe this horror that they're dealing with? Unbelievable, really. Why is it happening more and more frequently? Nobody really talks about it because it's not really politically uh, helpful, right? This ugly side of uh, humanity. But here's what I want to tell you about this, these types of people. Both the ones that, that <clears throat> initiate and perpetuate, the ringleaders, if you will, as well as those that are complicit. And you've heard me talk about the evil of complicity. I ran into somebody the other day here locally that I hadn't spoken to in a while. And the issue of this money missing from the local budget, which I think I told you was put back mysteriously. Um, he said, you know, sometimes you just need to keep your mouth shut. And I didn't say anything. And sometimes you need to speak up. What is that supposed to mean? Sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes they're the most evil, vile people that they just sit there. They just sit there like those people in Haditha. The Marines are there to protect them. And you say, well, they're poor, they're scared, they're ignorant, they don't know. They knew enough to steer around them. They knew enough to remember where they were and steer around them. They don't know the difference between right and wrong. That they're going to let these Marines get slaughtered day after day. If you don't know the story I'm talking about, you may not. this is not making any sense. But my point is when people are complicit, meaning that people are being affected by something and people just stand by and do nothing... I believe that's morally wrong at a minimum, at a minimum. In certain cases, a downright crime. That's just me saying that. But you got both of the same types in government. You've got the perpetrators, the ringleaders that are laying down haymakers. They only care about themselves. And it may not be punches to the head, uh, but it's, it's financial and regulatory burdens that will affect generations in this country. The ringleaders, as well as the people that stand by, 
and do nothing. But the media, the media is even worse. No less evil than the cameraman in that hotel room. They stand by, they know the truth, and they stand by and laugh. And they can, can't you even defend yourself? You can't right now. The liberal controlled media, all centralized. It's just a disinformation dream, really. There, there's so much disinformation at this point that there's no information to be had, which is in part why I'm not really talking about the news today. I kid you not. There's just, at times, there's really very little information available. You could dig and dig and dig and dig, and you'd probably find something. But not as far as, you know, mainstream media trying to get a handle on any real big issues. National debt, border, Ukraine. No, you won't find economy. Go, you tell me where the articles are, where the, where the reports are, the stories. Nothing. Nothing going on in kind. Where's the infrastructure money? All this supposed to be this uh, uh, historical, uh, life-altering bill from what they told us. I'm not sure if it was a, a, a infrastructure bill or a new green deal. They kind of called it both. Infrastructure deal before they did it and then a, a new green scam after. Which is it? If it's a new green scam, can we at least get a solar panel or two? I, I brought this up before. But it's not, and it's not an infrastructure bill. It's all being sent to Ukraine and somehow ending up in the back pockets of Biden. Speaking of Biden, James Wood came out and said that uh, uh, he thinks that this investigation into Hunter Biden and the laptop is going to be bigger than Watergate. I have a sneaky suspicion about Joe Biden. I'll just keep quiet. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. But it's really crazy. You think about these people in this hotel room beating on this young girl with no remorse. If it was an animal in the video, it would be going viral. It's really pretty pathetic on every level when you think about it. And the betrayal on a group scale, almost unheard of, really, like a, a, a most recent phenomenon, probably not. But it's something I wasn't aware of in the past. You know, this this topic of betrayal, uh, it's not a new topic at all. Spouses betray their spouses, all kinds of brother versus sister and so forth. Employees betray their employers. Stuff happens all the time. In the Bible, there's a story about a guy named Judas. And Judas betrayed Jesus, and Jesus knew that he was betraying him even as he welcomed him. And I think you could draw a lot of parallels to that story and what's going on in this country right now, including the final conclusion, and that is that this country is going to have to resurrect itself from the dead at this point. Tell me that I'm wrong about that. Do you feel the same way? I mean, I feel like that most of the institutions, at least the foundations, have been been seriously uh, damaged at this point. Military, judicial, education, healthcare, freaking gone. I mean, you look at the cost and waste in each in all these areas. We're spending ten times more on the military uh, than, like, uh, you know, the next ten closest countries combined. Uh, it's just a phenomenal number. 
you have to ask yourself, how can this continue? Uh, we're paying uh, two, three, four times more here for public education costs than some of the finest private schools in the country. How do you explain that? Well, they don't have to t- deal with um, uh, disabled. Yeah, even with that adjustment, the numbers aren't adding up. The police can't recruit people. They're constantly under fire. Journalism is dead. The media is a mess. People aren't trusting our money, our name, nothing. Why would you? We're arguing about which bathrooms to use. Meanwhile, our borders are being overrun. Our social systems are being overrun. And nobody's even talking about it. Tell me we're not going to have to resurrect ourselves from, from the dead to get through this. Trump, is, Trump says, we can't, this country can't handle another four years of Biden. And I think there's, hopefully there's some smart people that will at least come to that conclusion, even if they hate Trump. So, it's fall here. It's fall where you are as well, even if you don't go through the same seasonal change that we do here in Pennsylvania. But a lot of people say that fall is their favorite time of year. I never really say that, but I do enjoy fall. I enjoy it. Probably more than winter. Winter just gets to me after a while. It's not that I don't like snow or that cold bothers me. Uh, it just gets to me after a while. And I guess you could say the same about all the seasons to some degree. And that's what people like about the change of seasons, which I do too. I would just like to be able to adjust the dial a little bit in terms of how cold it gets for the most part. Some ways I would say how hot it gets as well, but the heat doesn't really bother me. It does now. With the, you know, as I get older, the cold bothers me. The heat bothers me. Ah, what are you going to do? I don't really let it bother me, so I like it all. Either way, it's fall here. The air is getting cool. The leaves are down. Most of it's cleaned up. Uh, but it has me working outside every day to get the yard cleaned up and wrapped up before we get snow, which looks like it could come any time here, really. We've had some temperatures at night. I've actually seen some uh, some snow falling, nothing that's stuck here yet. It's early. It's early. So anyway, the race is on to get the yard cleaned up. we got to get those last leaf remnants up so they don't kill the grass, get the, 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 the deck furniture put away and closed up for the year. The hoses have been disconnected. Once that's all wrapped up, i got to get the equipment put away. I'm hoping to do a little more trimming on some bushes and trees, but otherwise just the final cleanup, put the equipment away and move the snowblower out of the shed up to the garage. And I do enjoy all that. I enjoy the change of seasons, the cyclical nature of it. And it's just a reminder that we made it another year somehow, some way. And uh, it gives me lots of time outside, which I enjoy. I enjoy the time and the cool air. And it gives me time to think, which uh, I do enjoy. Just uh, a lot of times I don't even have my headphones in. Just time to think. And uh, there's a lot I have been thinking about. Some of that I'm sharing with you right now. Um, but just another thing as, as a backdrop, uh, I saw my daughter walking out of the studio last night. And as she did, she was going up to dinner. And uh, she skipped. She did a little gallop. And her hair just kind of flung behind her. She thinks she's a horse. She kind of looked like a horse running through the... And, you know, just as carefree and, and innocent and about as happy as you can get. Now, she's not always like that. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but she is a generally happy kid. And as I saw that, it just was a reminder to me. 
to not let her down. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm always thinking about my children and how important it is to me. Um, and one of the things that has come up, and you're going to laugh at me for this, but I don't ever want them to have to work the way I did. And it's funny to me to say this, you know, like the, uh, the, the sleazy restaurant that I worked in one time doing dishes or the couple of weeks stint I did at McDonald's when I was in 10th grade. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want my daughter working at McDonald's, you know, and, uh, and I could go on and on about that, but it's just going to make me sound arrogant, which I'm not. And I'm kind of laughing at myself as I say this because, you know, I'm a big believer in hard work and work ethic. And I try to instill it on my children, but especially for my daughter. And I'm, I'm thinking, quite frankly, I'm thinking, I don't want her waitressing. I don't want her waitress. I thought, I've actually had that thought. My mother was a waitress and a bartender for quite some time. And uh, I think to myself, what's wrong? I bartended. I, I never waited tables. I did bartend. I did, uh, you know, worked in the kitchen, did dishes. Wasn't waiter material, I guess. Thank goodness. I don't think I would have wanted to do that. Restaurant work is hard work. It's hard, dirty work. And uh, I don't know. I just don't have that vision for her. What would be wrong with it? I don't know. And I'm getting hung up on the detail there. At the end of the day, no, I wouldn't stop her, get in the way of her waitressing or doing anything she wants to do, quite frankly. Um, but my point is, you know, I think of some of the, the work and things that I had to do, uh, working on horse farms, working on a masonry crew, busting my back and my butt a lot. Uh, I remember coming up, my brother worked for a company called, I don't want to mention the name, why would I say it? I think they're still around. And the Italian owner. And this was hard school back then. It was a different different way. And he, first of all, you couldn't sit down on the job. You wanted to be sitting down. He'd come out, what are you doing? I'm sitting down. Uh, <laughs> We don't sit down on the job. Get up, standing there. Got your hands in your pocket. You're gonna, you're gonna fall over. You're not, you're gonna, you're, not, you're gonna get hurt. What do you mean? You're not gonna be able to get your hands out of your pockets fast enough. Get your hands out of your pockets. You're standing there, not doing anything. Get to work. Work. That's what we do. Work, the whole time, entirely consistent. And uh, I like when I get in that groove. Saturday, I think I was out there five hours, just grinding nonstop. I stopped to get water. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, and these days I'm not running like I did when I was younger, but I like to work. I like to sweat. But it's weird. I just, I'm thinking, I don't want my kids to have to do that. In reality, they do. But I think on some level, it's all of our goal, our loving parents, if you're a loving parent, to be able to have our children enjoy life a little bit more than we did and maybe a little less difficult. And you want it to be a little less danger, which is another thing I could go on and on about that. Um, but I don't know if it's a reality. I really don't. And I, I guess it was a little easier with my son than my daughter, and I'm a little older now, but they have to feel the, the pain of their decisions and, uh, and have to learn to uh, pay for their mistakes. It's the only way that it settles in. So I wanted to share this. I saw this video. It was very interesting. Uh, it's two guys having a professional conversation. The one guy says, you know, uh, uh, I really need to crack the whip because they're having some problems with their employees and so forth. The other guy tells this story. It was very interesting. 
I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it or not, but let me just tell the story, then we'll talk about it. He says, you know, uh, there was the Industrial Revolution, and back then people worked hard under abusive conditions. And they said there was a lot of loyalty. Back then it wasn't there was a lot of loyalty. That, that, then it was just people didn't have any other choice. You know, if you were born to be a tailor, like literally the name Taylor, that's where it came from. You know, you were Taylor Mason, and uh, this was your trade. Your trade was your name. You were born into that. If your father was a, a, a ironsmith, and you were going to be too, by and large. I don't know if that was 100% everywhere, but it was a very common thing that worked. But anyway, the Industrial Revolution came. You went to work in the factories, and that's what you did. And you know, chances are in your town there was one or two factories, and that was it. You were stuck. If you wanted to work, that's what it was. If you wanted to eat, that's what you needed to do. And so our grandparents, you know, worked through that. To, why? To, and suffered in many ways. Why? So they could create a better way of life. And then came the information age. And people worked for a better way of life. Right? They wanted to automate. And computers, computers were a threat to our jobs, just like robots. Remember? Somehow, somehow there's still a shortage of workers. With all the computers and all the robots, so that there's a worker shortage. Go figure. Labor always wins, and it always will. Maybe someday we'll talk more about that. But I could understand the point of the story. It said, hey, we worked through these things. And Alex said it's the social age where people have lots of choices, and they're just not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. At least that was the argument. Now, he was making this point from the case of you know, employee retention and how to do that. And I do agree that a different approach is needed to all that. Um, And I think that this new approach could probably transcend other things besides work. Politics. I think a lot of young people, they look at the politics and they just look at it like it's a bunch of nutty, old, largely white people. And quite frankly, I have to agree for the most part. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, a, a guy who uh, was an Army colonel I built a house for years ago. And he invited me over for dinner, and I got to be friends with him, and uh, I became a bit of a mentor for me at that time. I was in my early 30s. And he was telling me a story. He, he retired from the Bud Company, uh, which was a big company. They made, uh, I think, train cars, among other things. And he was talking about how this was like engineering, I guess, mostly. And they would go into these meetings that would just be a blood fest. They would just be fighting and at each other's throats. And so finally they all went to Dale Carnegie training, how to win friends and influence others. And they worked through it. (laughs) But I agree that there's better leadership needed. I agree we need a different approach. I think it needs to be an approach more like a coach, genuinely caring, not using and abusing, not stirring up trouble just to make the other side look bad so that you can look good by default, which is how our whole political system seems to, seems to go. You know, the guy in the video says, well, it wasn't that there was ever any loyalty. It's just out of necessity. This is what people had to do. Well, maybe uh, it's not a new thing, just that the options that we have today. But... It's not uh, not to say that those options won't go away at some point. I know this, and I'll leave you with this. 
Hard work is good for you. It's good to work hard at any age. It's something to do. It's a skill to learn, something to exercise like anything. And here's my piece of advice. Do your best to raise kids that will work hard. It's the best way to strong communities in a strong country. God willing, maybe I'll see you back tomorrow. I'm not promising it's the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you sometime soon. 